0: Thank you for tuning into our podcast in this episode you will hear a message entitled a champion's heart the apostle paul instructs the believer to run the race in such a way to attain the prize we believe this is done through a champion's heart now let's go listen to pastor brian as he talks about what creates the heart of a champion the topic a champion's heart a champion's heart as many of you know today Today, if you're a sports fan, is the big day. It is the Super Bowl. Um, I'm not going to watch it just because I don't like the teams in it. But today is the Super Bowl. And as I was working this week in my work truck, Eden, um, the co-worker I work with, he likes sports radio. And he likes to listen to it all day long. And, uh, you know, it's okay. But after a while, it gets kind of, you know, tiring. But this whole week, they they labeled this week... uh, Nancy a super week, and what they did was they were interviewing past champions. They began to interview people from Joe Namath to Joe Montana and uh, those who won the ultimate game. And uh, the Super Bowl really is a culmination of a season in which there's two teams that will play to determine who are the champions. And as I began to listen to that, Eden, as began to listen to that and the, the radio sports analysts and the ones that were speaking, uh, the, the term they, for us they kept using was the heart of a champion. The heart of a champion. And as I was listening to that, the Spirit impressed on me that we are the same way in our spiritual walk today. We're just like athletes. We're striving to get the prize. We're striving to get the reward that God has laid in heaven for us, amen. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to get to heaven, amen. If you're not excited to reach heaven, then you might need to pray through this morning, amen. I don't know about you, but there is coming a place that the Bible said there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for that day, amen, that Jesus comes to get his church. But as an athlete, but as an athlete, they train, they practice, and they sacrifice to reach their goals, which is to win the ultimate trophy, to win the championship and the respected sport. But today, we as believers have the same goal, is to win the prize. What is the prize for the believer this morning? The ultimate prize is heaven. For the rest, it is heaven where our conquering king And our undefeated champion, Jesus Christ, sits, amen. I want to say that again. Heaven is where our conquering king and our undefeated champion sits, amen. Jesus has never lost a battle, amen. I'm thankful that, Brother Russ, through the history of my life, that every battle he has won in my life, amen. As I look back on my life, amen, Nancy, and I look where Jesus stepped in, amen, amen. Us as believers, we will receive rewards to those who love Christ upon this earth. Listen, I don't know about you, but there's a lot of things being said in today's generation. I'm reminded of the scripture that every wind of doctrine will blow a man. You turn on your TV and you got preachers who can't agree on the gospel any longer. You turn on the TV and they tell you you got to do it this way or that way, and we want to make it complicated. Did you not say that, Amen? I don't know about you, but I feel sorry for lost ones today because they're thinking, where is the help? But we got preachers telling, them, well, you got to do it this way, and you got to do it that way. If you don't do it this way, you're not saved. I don't know where we've got where we make the gospel not simple, Amen. The Bible says it's very simple, Amen. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved amen i'm faithful today amen that when i call I'm thankful today amen that when i call upon his name he will move every mountain. he will walk through every back come on somebody when you call the name of the lord amen he will walk through the valley amen he will climb the mountain amen he will go through the fire and the rain and the storm for us today You have a reward waiting for you in heaven. Listen, the New Testament, the original Greek word that they use for crown is Stephanos. And if you look up that word, what it means is back in the Olympic Games, when they won the Olympic Games, they would put a wreath around you. And it was a medal of honor. And it was made of, of pine and oak and ivy and parsley. And it was given to the victor in the game. You and I, we have a Stephanos waiting on us in heaven. Listen, 1 Corinthians 9:2, the victor in the game. You and I, we have a Stephanos waiting on us in heaven. Listen, 1 Corinthians 9 25 says this, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to attain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown. Listen, Paul was so excited about the topic of you receiving rewards. Listen to what he says. He says, Eyes have not seen, no ear has heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Think about that. What does that tell me that I can't describe heaven all the way to you? Listen, we do a good job. We can talk about the streets of gold. We can talk about there's no more sorrow, no more pain, no more tears in heaven. Amen. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Now listen, I have a big imagination. And I this ain't scripture, Brother Russ, but I think when I get to heaven, I'm going to fall on my knees. And when I see the man, Who died for me. Listen, he didn't have to do it, but he chose to save me, Brother Russ. He chose to look down upon heaven and say, that man right there, that young kid, I want to change his life. I want to redirect his life. I want to make a purpose in his life. You and I have a reward waiting for us. Heaven is us for us to gain. Can I tell you this? The race is not over. The prize still needs to be pursued. Listen, I think we preach too much. I, I maybe not preach too much, but we get caught up. I think we preach too much. I, I maybe not preach too much, but we get caught up on the end time sometimes and we forget there's still a race to run. Amen. The end of days is not yet. Amen. There is still things we have to do on this earth. Amen. There is things we still have to run this race. Paul said. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. This is going to be the main text this morning. We're going to talk about a champion's heart. How many wants to be a champion today? Listen, if you ever played sports, I never wanted to come in second place. Amen. In basketball, I hated to lose. Amen. I hated to be defeated. Amen. I hated to lose a game, Tasha, because I knew if I lost that I me, mean, I wasn't good enough, amen. I did something that I needed to do better at, amen. I hate to lose, amen. In the spiritual realm, we got to hate the devil, amen, because the devil wants to defeat us, amen. But we must get an attitude that we will not be defeated, amen. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four 24-27, it says, Know ye not, they that rich run in a race, run all. But one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to attain a crucible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly. So fight I not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Least that by any means when I preach to others. I myself should not be a castaway. Listen, Paul is telling us that we must run in such a way that we'll attain the prize. Amen. Paul was encouraging the church right there that know ye not that one that received you the prize. Amen. The one who's willing to say, guess what? I may be knocked down today, but I'm gonna get back up, Amen. I may not understand everything in my life, but I know there's a God who can do all things, Amen. I may not have all the money in the bank, but I know who my supplier is, amen. I may not have the greatest health, amen. But I know who the great physician is. Come on, somebody. We need a heart of a champion today, amen. The Bible says that we must run this race. Listen, that you may run in such a way to attain the prize. There is a prize before us. And I feel in my spirit, amen, that churches are laying down. Uh, D.J. churches are just giving up. Amen. They just want to throw in the towel. Amen. And heaven is and God's act is in heaven saying, I have something for you. I have a prize waiting on you. I understand you may not have nothing down on this earth. Amen. I understand you may not have nothing down on this earth. Amen. You might be broke. And you may not have a whole lot. But it's coming today. Amen. That when I will walk on streets of gold. Amen. The Bible said he left to prepare a place for us that you and I may dwell. With him. Right. Honey, I don't have a whole lot down on this earth, but there is coming a day, man. The Bible said that I'm going to have a mansion, amen. There's a place for me, amen. Right next to God in heaven, amen. There's a place for you if you will run this race. Right. But you must be willing to obtain the prize. That's right. Listen, I don't want to focus on sports, but listen, if they go to the Super Bowl this afternoon, if they don't play, they're going to lose. If they, they do not execute the right way, they will be defeated. Listen, the devil's trying to execute his plan on the church. Amen. The devil's trying to get us to uh, destroy. Man, the, the devil's trying to get us to uh, destroy. Man, the devil's trying to take our anointing. The devil's trying to take our power from us. Amen. The devil's trying to tell us that we are not who we are in Jesus. Right. The race is not over. We must run in such a way, we must have a champion's heart. Listen to this. We refer to Christ as our conqueror, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. But today I want to let's look at him as a champion. There's a song, I believe, and I don't know the lyrics, but it talks about that he was the undisputed, undefeated champion of the world. There's not one battle that Jesus has not seen. There's not one moment in time that Jesus has not stepped in. There's not one moment in time that I don't think anything scares Jesus Christ. Amen. There's not one thing that Jesus sits back and goes, oh, God, I, I don't know if we can do this. I don't that Jesus stands up tall. And Jesus says, guess what? I've done it before. I'm going to do it again. Amen. I've done it once. I could do it twice. Amen. Jesus says, listen, we are more than coppers to him that love us. Listen, throughout history, conquerors are those who went to war because there was spilling of blood. That is why Jesus was and is a conqueror. He spilled blood. He overcame demonic opposition to become champion for our salvation. That's right. Listen, think about it. Let's go back to the time that Jesus went to the cross. Think about that. The devil fought him that day. You don't think he struggled? You don't think he struggled. He was a man. I know he was God incarnate, but he was also flesh and blood. And Jesus struggled because he understood the pain and the agony and the whipping and the betrayal that he would face that day. But he had a heart of a- He was pain and the agony and the whipping and the betrayal that he would face that day. But he had a heart of a champion. He said, I had a goal to reach. I had a place to get to. I had to do this. The Bible said Jesus went through suffering. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Listen, I'm not a theologian, a scholar. I don't know how much money that is. But if it was today, I'm sure Jesus would sell people for $2 if they had it. He was betrayed. For 30 pieces of silver. The man who walked with Jesus and he saw the miracles and he was taught by Jesus. Sold him out for a little money. Because Judas was willing to give up the price. He was willing to give up his future. He was willing to give up heaven. Amen. He was willing to give up the things that God had in store for him. I believe through Christ. It's not through a magazine. Listen, I'm going to get in trouble real quick. Okay. It's not in a book. It's not in some 1-800 number, it's not in no, uh, uh, it's not in no so uh, fortune teller, it's not in no president, it's not in no government, but it's in Jesus Christ that you and I have victory today. We as a church must take that stance at all costs, amen. Listen, you can call whoever you want, but they won't be there in your midnight hour, amen. You can call whoever you want, but they can't heal you when you need a healing. Amen. You can call whoever you want, but when you need, He's the one who can do it. That's right. So today we look. We believe through Christ, we're given this heart of a champion far beyond any athletic endeavor. We must become champions in the areas of our lives where we've been given a vision, a goal, or a calling. Listen, we must prevail. We must pursue. God is waiting to give us a reward. But why must we prevail? Why must we pursue? Because listen, there is family members right now in your family that if you give up. Listen, I feel this in my spirit. If you give in and you give up, amen, they'll never come to Jesus Christ. You say, well, Brian, I, I've lived this life and they don't want nothing of Jesus. Do you understand they're looking at more than you think? They're watching you more than you realize. Amen. They're wanting you to fail because that gives them an excuse. Amen. But if you stand your ground and you live for God and you do what they don't want, nothing of Jesus. Do you understand? They're looking at more than you think. They're watching you more than you realize. Amen. They're wanting you to fail because that gives them an excuse. Amen. But if you stand your ground and you live for God and you do what Jesus has said. Amen. They're seeing that. They're watching that. And one day, it's going to click. One day, it's going to be like, I need Jesus. Listen, they might have to get to their lowest point in their life. They might have to lose everything. And they might have to be broken, brother Eden. But that's where we step in. And we offer them Jesus, amen. That's where we step in, amen, and God uses us. We must become champions in the areas of our lives. When we're being given a vision, a goal, or a calling. Listen, God has given us a vision. What is our vision? Amen. That is to save the lost. Amen. To reach those who are brokenhearted. Amen. To break the yoke of bondage in people's life. Amen. Listen, we've been given a vision that uh, reaches community. What is that? We must prevail. We must pursue. Listen, if you don't pursue, if you're not stirred, amen, what happens is you become settled for where you're at. And that could be the most dangerous place to be in this morning. When you're settled, amen. When God is stirring, when God is shaking, when God is moving, that's when we should pay attention. That's when we should say, okay, God, what are you doing? What's next, God? What do you want done tomorrow? But what does this heart of a champion look like? Listen, I believe the church has to be committed to rising above average. We have a lot of average churches. We have a lot of average Christians. We have a lot of average people. Look, God is looking for people that will rise above average. We see in scripture above average. We see in scripture that God does not value average. And I have scripture to back this up. In God's letter to the Laodicea church, he had nothing good to say about them. Listen, I'm preaching to myself this morning because I think God is starting a revival in me. Listen, if we want a revival in this church, it starts with us first, amen. Before we can have a revival, it starts with you and I, amen. Before we even broadcast, hey, we're going to have this great revival. If we're not revived, when we bring people in, they're not going to get revived, amen. Listen, in God's letter to the Lano St. Church, he had nothing good to say about them. I don't know about you, but Tasha, I don't want God to have nothing good to say about me, amen. When God speaks to me, I want something good to say about Brian Perkins. I know that's selfish, amen, but I want God to look down and say, guess what? That's my boy, amen. That's that's my child, amen. That's the one I've called, amen. I've chosen him, amen. I've set him free, amen, amen. God had nothing good to say about them. Listen, he said he pointed out that they were neither hot nor cold, just average. Woo! They weren't good or bad, they were just average. When a person is average, listen, they're closest to the bottom as they are to the top. Woo! Well, they, the Laodosias were about to be spewed out of God's mouth, the Bible says. Because of their lukewarm attitude towards the things that were important to him. You know why the church is lukewarm today? Because they've forgotten about the things that matter to God. Don't worry about the bank account. Oh, God, let me say that. Don't worry about bank accounts. Don't worry about numbers. Don't worry about the pews. But they're not worried about what God wants, amen. God wants people saved, amen. He'll save them in a shack or a them wherever, amen. God doesn't care about what you have. But God worries about what you're doing. when well, he gets you. Listen, C.S. Lewis, one of my authors that I read, he wrote, if you're continually stirred and fail to act, the time will come when you will be unable to act. Mom, mother-in-law, Donna, I love you, but don't let me get to the place where God is stirring me and I don't react to it. Don't let me get to a place where God's nudging me and I don't respond, amen. Brother Eden, if you see me not responding, I give you permission to hit me upside my head, amen. Because God is wanting you to do something in this church. He wants to do something with you, amen. But if we are lukewarm, amen. If we're just average, God is saying, guess what? I'll move on to somebody else, amen. I'll move on to a different church. I'll move on to a different people. Listen, I know this might be a little harsh. But I don't think it's really harsh because I think we have a people that wanting to do more for God. Amen. We have a church that's wanting. Listen, I know this might be a little harsh, but I don't think it's really harsh because I think we have a people that wanting to do more for God. Amen. We have a church that's wanting to say, guess what? Here I am, God. I'm I, I, before you got all my flaws, all my failures, all my troubles, God, but here am I. Send me, Lord. Amen. That's the attitude God is looking for. Listen, they, they were lukewarm. They were lukewarm. They were just average. Uh, they were just willing to go through the motions. They were willing just to go through the everyday. Oh, great. It's okay. I can just get through this day, God's saying no. Listen, you've been called. You've been chosen. You've been anointed, amen, to stand up and speak the oracles of God, amen. Listen, I declare today that you are a vessel of God, amen. You've been hand from heaven, amen, to speak. Don't be average. Let's not be average. Let's be a church that's above average, amen. Listen, we're living in a time, Brother Eden, you said it best last week, amen. We're living in a time that, man, things are upside down. What is good is bad. What's bad is good. But can I declare this to you? That the earth will not change and the atmosphere will not change until the church changes. Amen. Come on. The atmosphere will not change until a church and a people say, guess what? I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this. Amen. I'm tired. I want to change in our lives. Amen. If you're continually stirred and fail to act, the time will come when you'll be unable to act. Whew. Listen, we don't want to get to that spot, to that place where we're unable to act. We can still act today. We can still declare today. We can change. You say, well, no, you can't, Brian. Let me prove to you, you can. How do you change today's atmosphere? By praise. By with a song in your mouth, Amen. When you declare the word of God, amen, I understand you woke up and the car didn't work and you're sick in your body and things ain't going right. But when you start to declare, amen, that you're a blood-bought child of the king, amen, when you begin to declare that God is holy, that God is righteous, God is for me, amen, he's not against me, amen, then you can change the atmosphere. Listen, church, I, I feel this in my spirit that we got people in this church. We have a church right now. That is wanting more of God, and listen. This is where I get so excited because when you want more of God, God says, "Guess what? I'm going to give you more." Amen. I, we do not to say this. We don't serve a God that holds back from His people. Right? Why do we think we serve a God that's so stingy that He wants to keep everything to? Yeah, He wants to keep everything to Him. God wants to give you more and more and more and more. God is sitting there saying, when you're ready, here am I. When you're ready, I'm ready. When you get right and you're, you're there, listen, I haven't left. God's never left. God hasn't changed. God is sitting in the same place going, guess what? Pour it out. Come on, brother. Br- Look, you're speaking prophet, pour it out. How many needs more of God's blessings in their life, amen? Amen. How many needs healing in their life, amen? Who has a family member that's sick? Listen, this is how stupid and crazy I am. But When I read the Bible, the Bible said in the the book of Acts, the early church, amen, that they laid hands on people, amen, and the Bible said they were healed, amen. I don't know about you. I don't know what you believe in, but I believe in this, that the early church can be the same church of today, amen, If we will just stop what we're doing, amen, and understand there is a power and anointing argue about communion. She can do communion, she can not do communion. She can do communion 24 days. When do you do communion? Do you grape juice? Do you do wine? Listen. You can have all the arguments you want about that. But I want a church that says, guess what? When I come to the house of God, I know it's time to worship. It's a time of praise. Amen. Communion should be every day. Amen. I understand we do the act and we're going to do the act. Amen. But communion should be a daily thing. Amen. That you commune with God. Amen. See, if we get messed up, we think it's a time in the church. Amen. But if we don't commune every day with God, how do we expect for God to commune with us? Listen, I want
1: to be above
0: average. I want to be the person that God has chosen for this time in this generation. Are you with me? Amen. I believe you're the same way that you want God to use you like never before. Listen, we must be committed to rising above average. The next day, let us never forget the source of where our power comes. The next day, let us never forget the source of where our power comes. Our power comes. Listen, the heart of a champion knows that their God is her or his strength powers them to even greater victories. Listen, our source, God, can make us rise above ordinary to extraordinary. Listen, God does the extra. See, this is what I love, uh, Donnie. This is what I love about God, that even though God heals me, God begins to do something extra in my life after the healing. See, if all I needed was just the healing. God could do that. God could stop. But He heals me for a purpose. Understand that. The reason why God heals you, and listen, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna declare that this. the reason why. My grandma, Amanda's grandma, is not dead from COVID. This is God's not done with her, amen. You don't say, well, she's 86, but you understand she's a living testimony. Do You understand she's been, through? this is God's not done with her, amen. Right. You don't say, well, she's 86, but you understand she's a living testimony. Do You understand she's been through some battles. i how old is she? 84, I'm sorry. But she's been through some battles, amen. So what happens is, brother, even when I'm stressed, and I'm struggling. I can look to her and understand, amen. She's been through some things, amen. amen. She, she's seen it all, amen. She's been through depression. She's seen uh finance all messed up, amen. But the whole time, God has kept her. Amen. God has kept her. That's right. God is our source. Listen, in sports, athletes are always trying to get an advantage on their opponents, right? They're always trying to get the advantage, right. You look in football, and they got analytics that tells them if they do this, they'll win the game. In boxing, you, know, you try to get the advantage on your opponent. You you find their weakness, and you see where they're weak at. They got a glass jaw. If you're Mike Tyson, you hit them on the jaw, they're done, right? So in sports, we're trying to get the advantage on our opponent. Listen, God gives us the as you do this. He gives us the armor of God. Listen, we need to understand the armor of God is more than just a Sunday school lesson. The armor of God is more than just the little cute cutouts that we do, and I'm not against all that. But listen, the armor of God is this. It is the spiritual reality that believers need to appropriate every day. We must understand that he gives us the belt of truth. Amen. So when you wake up tomorrow, amen, come on, somebody. And the devil says you're defeated. You put on the belt of truth, and the belt of truth tells you, guess what? That you can make it through this day because Jesus has went before you, amen. When you're going through depression, when you're going through sickness, when you're going through everything in hell and high water, put on the bell of truth because the truth will always set you free. If the sin has set you free, you are free indeed. The coat or breastplate of righteousness, you're right indeed. The coat or breastplate of righteousness, Every day you need to put the breastplate of righteousness on, because the devil wants to attack your heart. And this is what the devil's done. The devil say, "Well, Nancy, you sin too much. Nancy, I know you're a pastor. You can't serve God right now. Why are you even trying? I know what you've done." You've been on the first play of righteousness because why? Because we are not right by ourselves. We are righteous because of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can't be right. It don't matter how much you try, how much you work at it, how much you pray just right, no matter how much you pay your tithes, no matter how much you come to church, that don't make you righteous. You are righteous because of Jesus Christ. So when you wake up, you put on the breastplate of righteousness. And when the devil says you're not good enough, you look at him and say, but my father's good enough, amen. Well, you messed up. Guess what? My father says I'm accepted. My father says I'm loved. My father says I'm holy. Come on. The shoes of peace. Come on. How many needs Come on. How many needs peace in our life? Amen. Every morning we can put on the shoes of peace, amen. That no matter when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Woo. Come on. I will fear no evil come on David I listen I, I might beat you on David I love David more than I don't know but David I love David but David said though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will not fear evil how did he do that because he had the shoes of peace off because he understood that Jesus Christ passes all understanding so when you don't know what's going to happen when you don't know how you're going to pay your bills you don't know how you're going to get through this valley you don't know how you're going to get through you just put. Man. Come on. I think I'm sick. <laughs> look, listen. In the morning, when you wake up in the morning, put your shoes on. Look down at them. You remember the peace that comes from God. You remember that peace is not something you do, it's uh, you can concoct. It's not a formula that you can put together a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you got peace. No, Jesus Christ is peace. Amen. And he says, put on the shoes of peace. What does that mean? So when I walk through my day, I can have peace. The shield of faith. I don't know about you, but the fiery darts of the enemies every day. But it talks about putting on the shield of faith. What does that mean is that when you get up in the morning, you put the shield on and you walk in faith and not by sight. Faith tells you that no matter what's going on, that God is able. Faith tells you, Eden, that no matter what holds for tomorrow, I can get through this day. The helmet of salvation. Why do you need a helmet? Because the devil likes to play with your mind. The devil, that's where he really wants you. He wants in your mind. He wants to play mind games with you. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I've struggled for a long time, and I've been know my goals for a long time, and I'm going to admit this because I need I need to get this off my chest. But see, Brother Eden, I've always struggled with being who God has called me to be. Because I struggle because I know my past. And I know that I wasn't born to the richest family. I couldn't talk until I was five. And I stutter and I have my issues and I struggle and I don't have a lot of self-confidence at times. I can admit that. But that's why I have to put on the helmet of salvation. Because the helmet of salvation tells me that Jesus Christ died. For me. For the rest, he died for me. Yes. The messed up kid. He died for me. Listen, the kid who left God. My daddy was a preacher. I was brought up in church. But there was a time I left God. I told God, look, I don't want no part of you. If that's how church is and that's how you going to treat my daddy, I don't want no part of you. In fact, you can say a lily spit in God's face. Where God said, come on. Come on back home. Come on, get out of the pig pen. Come on, get out of that 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 feeling sorry for yourself. Get out of that mess you've created and come home to me. So every day we wake up, we have a helmet of salvation. Listen, do you understand that no man can pull your salvation from you? Look, no man can come up and take look, they can try to take the church away. They can try to shut us down, they can try to take our Bibles. They can try to mute us. They can try to censor us. They can try to silence us. Right. But they can't take Jesus Christ that lives in your heart. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. They can't physically go in your heart and take Jesus right. from you. Amen. Because this is what David said. I hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Amen. Every day you wake up, understand that you're saved. Understand that you've been bought with a price. Yes. Every day you wake up, understand that you've been chosen for this time. Chosen up, understand that you're saved. Understand that you've been bought with a price. Every day you wake up, understand that you've been chosen for this time. The sword of the spirit. Listen, all that's defense, but this is offense. Can I say this? That the church for too long don't play offense. We're good about playing defense. We're good about sitting back and trying to block the devil, but listen, the sword of the spirit. It's time we take the word of God, church. We wake up every day and we, became the, we become the declared, we proclaim it, we say it, we talk the we can talk, but can we walk the walk? We got a lot of churches talking, but not a lot of churches walking. The sword of the spirit, it's for you to fight the devil with. Through this advantage, God will position us to make life-changing, destiny-shaping decisions. Think about that. Life-changing Destiny-shaping decisions. So today, we can either, we can alter the course of our destiny today. We can change our path. Maybe you woke up this morning you're struggling. And you feel like maybe this time, it's just time to give in. But you can change that through the armor of God. The next thing the heart of a champion does is we must confront our fears. We must confront our fears by confronting your fears. You, The next thing the heart of a champion does, we must confront our fears. We must confront our fears by confronting your fears. You will be free from them. Confront your insecurities. Confront your jealousies. Confront anything that will break your focus on what's important. What is important? Listen, the older I get, I understand there's a lot of things in my life that are not important, Brother Eden. As I get older, it's not about the cars I drive. It's not about all this other junk I make it about. What's important is my salvation and my eternity. Amen. What's important is to leave a legacy for my kids that they know, guess what? When they get older, when they struggle, there's a God they can call out to. amen. There's a God that they can cry out to, and he will listen. Amen. We must confront, and we must confront anything that will break our focus on what's important. Confront that. Champions overcome their fears with the light that shines from the word of God. Those who God used greatly had to deal with fear. Let me say that. Those that God used greatly, they had to deal with their fear. There's nowhere in the Bible that you see, uh, there might be one or two, but the most Characters and people I read in the Bible when God told them to go do something, they're like, What? Hold on. What? Come on, you want to go down the list? Jonah, David, Joshua, who else? Moses. The list is long of those when God said, Hey, guess what? It's time for you to do something I'm like what? What? Hold on. Wait, wait, God, you you picked me? You chosen me? Listen, what Joshua? And the Lord said unto Joshua, fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, arise and go up. Listen, he was was telling Joshua, don't be fearful of the war. Don't be scared of what's coming. Don't be scared that they have a bigger army. Just arise and go up. Amen. Church, it's time that we arise and we go up. Amen. It's time that we declare. We go up. Amen. It's time that we declare who we are in Jesus. Listen, he tells Luke, fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. David said, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the refuge and the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Let me say that. Yeah. The Lord is my light and salvation. Listen, the Lord is my light. So when the darkness comes, Brother Eden, when darkness comes, when dark times come, and when it seems like there's no light to be shed, God shines his light in my situation. Of whom shall I be afraid when we confront that we're given faith? See, our confidence is born in faith. You cannot have confidence without faith. Let me say this. Fear the place and the life of you. Now, you're going to say, I, I'm scared. I understand. I worry and I stress. I understand that. But do you understand that's only the devil trying to get you defeated? Yes. Listen, uh, how can I say this? That Jesus has given us every good gift from above, amen, to do the will of the Father, amen. That Jesus gives everything we need, amen, not to be defeated, not to be scared, not to be worried. I understand those times will come, amen. But you don't let those times. Dictate your future, amen. You don't let those times tell you who you are, amen. You tell those times who you are, amen. In those times you don't sit back and say, oh, I'm defeated. I don't know how to get through this. No, in those times you say, guess what? I'm a child of God, amen. I'm anointed, amen. I've been called for this time. Listen, fear will only try to destroy you. Fear will only try to paralyze you. Fear will only try to get you to, listen, fear will only try to destroy you. Fear will only try to paralyze you. Fear will only try to get you to stop what you're doing today. We have a race to run. We must be willing to pay the price. Look, how do we become champions material? How do we become this champion? This heart of a champion. How to become a champion's heart? We must be willing to pay the price. It will take daily sacrifice. Well, what does that look like? How boil that down. What does that look like? Well, we might have to get up early when we'd rather be sleeping. Spending time is a presence. Whereas we used to spend our time somewhere else. Letting him direct our paths. It's going to take sacrifice for the rest. The church is going to be willing to sacrifice today. Sacrifice today. We must be willing to let go of a lot of things so God can do what he wants to do. Listen, I don't know what you got in your life, and it really doesn't matter because I'm not here to judge you. But God is saying to us, if we will just sacrifice, if we will just let go of some things, then God can do more in our lives. If we're willing just to let go of some things, listen, I, listen, I feel this in my spirit. Listen, i don't use this. It's silly, but this is what we do. We like to hold on to things and we like it because it's our comfort zone and we get used to it and it becomes an attachment to us and it's hard for us to let go. Even though we want to, we got to hold on to it because it becomes part of our identity. It's become part of our DNA, our spiritual DNA. And we hold on to it. And we don't want to let go because we don't understand. I'm okay. It just that moment is the hardest part in our life, brother. Really, because even if we let go, maybe you're like me, we let it go two days later. Where's that? God, we don't understand. Right? God, you don't understand what God's just saying, let go. Just let it go. Listen, God don't care what you're going through. God don't even care that you messed up this morning. I don't think God cares about what God cares about. Will you just let go this morning? Will you just let it all go so God can step in? See, there's a fullness of God that he wants to put in your life. But God can't put his fullness into you if there's all the clutter in your life. Listen, you don't say that's harsh. It's not harsh. Because God wants the best for us we must be willing to pay the price. Listen, my last point about being the heart of a champion, we must be a finisher. We must be a finisher. Listen, obstacles are put in the road to pay the price. Listen, my last point about being the heart of a champion, we must be a finisher. We must be a finisher. Listen, obstacles are put in place to either slow us down or stop us short of our goal. What's our goal? To finish the race. To finish the race. For the Eden that we could be like Paul said, I finished. Brother Gary, I finished the race. I might fell down. I might gave up a couple times. But I got back up and I finished the race. God is not looking for those who's going to quit today. He's looking for those who's willing to be a finisher. Listen, the one by whom every effort, thought, and action should be measured was a finisher. Jesus Christ was a finisher. His death was the greatest example of being a finisher. Christ resolved never to quit, nor lay it down, till He could say this, it is finished. Listen, Jesus could have easily laid it all to hell. He could have called up angels from heaven. And they would have swooped in and stopped the situation. But Jesus understood he had to finish something. He understood he had a calling, a passion. He had something he had to do. It was the will of the Father. And the Bible said that on the cross, he spoke the three greatest words, I believe, in the Bible. He said, it is finished. Finishing isn't easy. Finishing doesn't happen instantly. Listen, we live in a generation where we want everything instant. Listen, in my house, we've got a struggle right now that we got high speed internet, I pay for the highest speed. But when dad wants to play a game, his game lags because everybody's on the internet. Everybody needs bandwidth. But that's not we need stuff now. We want it now. When I when I press a button on a computer, I want to be able to download it. I need it now. We have microwaves and we got air fryers and we got all these electronics and we want things to happen instantly. But sometimes God does not work in the work in the instant. Finishing requires consistent work. Let me say that again. Finishing requires consistent work. Striving in the calling that the Father has given. And considering that the race we're running is so important and so delightful, you should compare it to like you eating food. Nobody goes without food on purpose, right? Every day we have to eat. We have to put nutrients in our body. And some of us love to eat, right? I love to eat. But we need to compare that the race that we're running it is just as essential as anything else. Listen, we're living in a day and time where we want to put essential labels on everything. This is essential. You're essential. You're not essential. But the race that we run is essential. It is, the, it is essential. It is the greatest thing we're doing today is running this race. Amen. The song said in my robe of white. Amen. There is coming a time. Amen. The song said that there is a, a heaven, amen. There is a place for you and I, amen. There, Sister Taza, all of our struggles are going to be worth it one day, amen. There is coming a time, church, that it's going to be worth everything we've been through. I don't know if I regret things the biggest regret I would have for the rest if I get all the way, almost to the finish line, and I sit down. I know my miracle is right there. I know my family could be saved if I just go a little bit longer, but God, I don't know if I can do this anymore. God, I, I don't know if I can run this race any longer. God, I just don't have it in me any longer. God, I just want to quit. God's saying, don't quit this morning. Don't give up. Listen, listen. You don't think Paul went through struggles? Have you ever read the story of Paul? He was beaten. He was shipwrecked. The Bible said his own countrymen turned against him. What does that correlate today? That means his friends turned against him. Church, I, I didn't come with a, a great theologian message. I came to encourage you, amen, that if you don't have a champion's heart, you will not make heaven your home, amen, because it's going to take someone with an attitude. It's going to take someone with some tenacity. It's going to take someone with a heart that, Brother Zach, said, guess what? Brother Zach, said, guess what? I'm going to make it. I'm going to do it, amen. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to reach my prize, the question is, how do you see the price? How do you see the price? See, we put a value on everything. We put a value on everything Brother Russ. rest. Do we put value on heaven? Do we put a value on making it home? Do we put a value on our eternal land? See, we're just pilgrims on this land. We're just here for a borrowed time. So I encourage you, church, to have this champion's heart, to take upon this heart, to run your race, to run in such a way, to run in such a way. Thank you for listening. We pray that you've been encouraged on your faith journey. We would love to see you at one of our live services on Sundays at 2 p.m at 2659 South Lockburn Street on the southwest side of Indianapolis. Please make sure you stay connected with us by going to our website, RenewChurchIn.org, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. At Renew, we believe in real people, real community, and real love.